was just going through the sectional times this morning from the Magic Millions program. And a couple of runners stood out. The race, I was keen to look at uh, Boom Talk sectionals. Well done to Michael Maxworthy, too, for finding that horse. Um, I think he got on at the big odds. Boom Talk. Geez, a talented type now. We'll hopefully grab Matthew Dunn. And obviously, King of Sparta. He was a sectional star. He, he's always the sectional star. And he was the shorty of the day. And it was pretty a painless watch for him. His sectional, he's the only horse in his race to break. Um, 33 seconds, uh, King of Sparta, 32.82. But when you look at the two-year-old races, these debut races, obviously with all these debutantes, there was one runner that stood out uh, sectionally, trained by Marcus Wilson at the Gold Coast. Now, I'm talking about the race won by Lead Me On, Michael Rod and Chris Anderson. Wasn't that great to see for Chris? But this second horse, Heavenly Impact at Mark Zara Road, um, was the only youngster in both these races, these debut races, to break 33, 32.86 the last 600 metres, heavenly impact. Uh, Marcus Wilson is joining us. Good morning, Marcus. Good morning, Steve. Yeah, you must have been pleased when you dissected those times. They're looking at heavenly impact on the weekend by uh, Harry Angel. Yeah, yeah, his times, although times don't lie, and um, yeah, his last 600 was pretty outstanding. It was indeed, but what did you expect? Because he had quite a few trials where he did perform well leading into the weekend, obviously, to get a run in that race. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a colt that's always showed us um, good ability at home. Um, he's, a, he's a wouldn't say he's a massive horse, but he's, he's a big two-year-old. He's a big colt, and um, you know we sort of point him, pointed him towards a, a Magic Minions as you do. And um, you know we we're lucky enough to sort of qualify him. He's, as I said, he's got good ability. He's had a, few, had a few trials and a few little um, hiccups along the way. You could probably call it. You know, what are some of those hiccups? Yeah, well, he. he being a big horse and probably just uh, lacks that little bit of confidence. Um, he just took a little little bit of time, spun sideways a couple of times to load into the barriers. Um, you know, he, he won it, it run second his first trial to uh, to the winner actually of Chris Anderson, that brutal horse. We drew, he drew a bit deep, he was wide. We trialled very well. That was over the 800. We knew that was always going to be a bit short for him. And then he stepped out over the thousand metre trials and trialled pretty impressively that day. And yeah, he's just a little bit slow to load in the gates. And, um, you know, I thought he was okay. And I think a horse sort of played up a little bit beside him. He just wanted to pop up in the gates as well once and just got a leg up on a, on the petition. And um, hence the reason we put the brow band on. But so, yeah, it was, a, a, you know, it was sort of you know stuck for time. It was a little bit of a tough uh, decision because, um, you know, he, he won, his tr- won his heat, his trial and qualified for the debut, but um, obviously he didn't get his ticket. And part, you know, his barrier certificate to, to go to the races, so he had to trial again. So we were run running out of time a little bit, and the rain came and uh, washed the the grass trials out here at the coast. So we had no 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 um, no option but to uh, trial on the on the poly track to get him past if we were to want to sort of press on to the debut. And horse was fit and he was well, he was hundred percent. We done that. He had a soft trial. He, he still trialed very well. He done everything right. Got his ticket and. That sort of uh, gave him the tick of, tick of approval to run, to, uh, run last Saturday. And he was well backed in that race too. And on a big day, you know, one of the biggest Queensland have, $7 into $5 there on the weekend, heavenly impact. Yeah, well, as I said, he's, he's always shown us a lot of ability. Um, we probably always knew the 1,000 metres under under race day conditions was always going to be a little, probably a little bit too short for him and sharp. Um, but, you know, he behaved himself well. You know, the brow band will probably come off, you know, next preparation. He, he loaded quite well. He stood there. Uh, I wouldn't say he missed the start by far when you watch the watch the replay closely and slow, on the slow motion. He only missed about a half a length, um, but he just doesn't muster early speed. The horse being a, being a fair sized colt, and 
Um, but Mark Zara rode him well. He um, put him in his comfort zone. He travelled nice, and he sort of angled him into the clear, and it was good to see him finish off the way he did, and he sort of flowed a bit, as, as two-year-olds will do, especially debut horses, and out wide on the track. But once he, um, I thought his last 100 was, was his best. He was strong through the line. Yeah, yeah, exciting. Will you push on? Will we see him again in a few weeks, or will you give him a rest? Or no, he'll he'll have a break. Um, because you know, in the ideal world, we didn't really want to give him that third barrier trial, but we had to to pass him. Um, and it probably just took that little bit of sharpness away from him as well. So now he's gone to the paddock he's up at uh, Peter McMahon's at Colora Lodge. He uh, went up there yesterday. The horse pulled up well, so he'll have a break for about six weeks, five to six weeks. And we'll just put him on a winter campaign. I think he's a horse. It's, he's only going to get better and better as we step him out over a little bit further. And you know, we might even point him towards the uh, probably the JJ Atkins in the winter, and might take that path if things run smooth through the Champagne twelve hundred into a size into that, and see what happens from there. Yeah, that'd be exciting. It's a great story because he wasn't expensive, being Harry Angel. I don't think the mare race did she mark a striking meteor. No, no, I don't think so. No, that's right. Yeah, Northern Meteor mare and. Um, you know, I think Northern Media will make a, a, a very good broodmare sire. I had, a, I had a sort of nice, genuine galloper by him. I bought, bought the first season. horse called Meteorologist won a heap of races for us and had a half a dozen in town. And hence the reason I probably looked at him and I didn't, didn't mind the Harry Angels. I think he had that Arkansas kid, I think it was, from memory, the Hayes boys they got. Uh, won a two-year-old early on. Um, but they sort of jumped out of the ground since then with Tom Kitten and, uh, you know, Stretton Angel and a few others. And how much was he? Uh, 30,000. 30,000. So, a lot of owners. You've got yeah. a lot of fun, aren't there? There's a heap of them. Yeah, big big group of owners all around Australia. They're 20, 23 all up. And, um, but, yeah, we're going to have a bit of fun with him and um, hopefully we can win some nice races. Yeah. Uh, so I saw you at the stables. It's been a long time since we actually spoke uh, the other week when I was wandering around there early in the morning and we spoke about meteorologists. Wasn't he a big horse? How big was he? Yeah, he's about, about 18, 1, 18, 2 hands high. He's absolutely massive. He's very high in the weather. He was a little bit of a sway back. Um, but yeah, very, very big horse, and he weighed about six hundred and fifty kilos. And we also talked about something you don't we don't see that I used to hear a lot about, and that was I know your grandfather was something uh, used to do it with a lot of success, and that was bleeding of horses. Yeah, I suppose everyone's got sort of um, you know, mixed thoughts on that. Uh, Tell me about that story thought. you told me with your granddad years ago, and was it a horse with hoof hoof problems or yeah. something? I had a yeah, I had an old horse come to me from out of Hong Kong, a horse called Corizo Creek, and I think it was a Group Two winner, one of Goodwood over in in Europe, and um, yeah, older horse. He come to me when I was down in the Hunter Valley, and ended up getting a touch of laminitis and started to founder, and uh, had a, had a, had a, he was actually struggled to struggling to walk, and the vets were going to they ring me, they were going to come back to um, euthanize him, put him down. So spoke to my grandfather and. As he said, they used to bleed a lot of horses back in the day and uh, just gets rid of all that old blood out of them and nearly everything, you know, the blood and everything runs to their feet. And so uh, we, we did that and, um, you know, it took about eight or ten litres of blood out of him and within 48 hours he was, he was back on the track working. So um, I think about six weeks after that he won a, we won the PJ Bell Country Championship at Randwick. Wow. But even so, humans, I, know, I don't know if you, you give blood yourself, but, you know, you always feel a couple of days after you feel, you do feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we used to always sort of do it, you know, older horses or horses out of form that come from other stables and things like that, you know, used to sort of bleed them and sort of freshen them up and, you know, you get a six or seven-year-old geld and they sort of step back in feeling like they're like a three-year-old again, you know, so, um, you know, I think, I think they've done studies and, and um, you know, I think they said, you know, scientifically there's, you know, it doesn't show any, any difference in their blood or any results and things like that, but something I sort of believe in and, and a lot of trainers do and, 
I noticed a lot of the um, the farms used to do it too for the broodmares that weren't falling in foal. They'd, they'd bleed them and we'll give them a season off and they'd sort of come back on and start cycling again. So, um, yeah, as I said, everyone's got mixed thoughts about it, but we've sort of had, had good success and it's probably not, not heard of much anymore. Yeah. Gee, your dad, your granddad must have been a very wise uh, gentleman. A terrific yeah, horseman. Yeah, very good horseman. And what was his name? Only, um, Bill. Bill, was he the biggest influence yeah. in your career? Oh, uh, yeah, well, on me, on me father, JD, John, and, um, you know, sort of worked around a lot of the studs as well and, and the Scone Vet Hospital early days after the stables and, and just sort of got drew back to the racing side, you know, so I've you know, been in racing all my life, so... Um, but yeah, probably you know, he's still breaking in horses at about 85, and, and shoeing horses is one of them sort of old bush vets, I suppose you call it. You know, they they uh, look after things themselves, but uh, very very good horse breaker, very good horseman, and um, it was right through his you know children and, and things like that. So um, yeah, from a horse family and racing family, and I guess once it's in the in your blood, it's hard to get out. Oh, you're not wrong. Lovely to talk to you, and gee, I hope this horse uh, spells well and comes back and shows the ability that he showed there on debut on the weekend. You're going to have a lot of fun with him. Thanks for that, Marcus. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Marcus Wilson telling us about a youngster that uh, broke the clock sectionally. Only horse to break 33 in both those debut races. Heavenly Impact, an inexpensive horse by Harry Angel, as we heard, striking Meteor, and hasn't all been plain sailing with getting the horse ready. Uh, Marcus explained that. So there you go. Uh, we'll see him during the Winter Carnival. Um, of course, uh, it'd be great to see Queensland you know, put their hand up in some of those big juvenile features again. I always think of Paul Butterworth years ago. It was a capital game. and uh, was able to win the Atkins at, uh, at Big Odds uh, some years ago. I'm just looking at that horse at um, Carrizzo Creek that they were going to euthanise at one stage, but they bled the horse. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he had raced a lot in Hong Kong. And then Marcus got a hold of him there. And as, as, we, as he mentioned... Uh, Won a decent race there back in, uh, well, quite a few, back in 2009. Uh, Hugh Bowman uh, rode him uh, that particular day. Now, he's by uh, Charnwood Forest, that horse, Carrizzo Creek. And overall, he had uh, six wins from, from 55 starts.